Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. <laughs> what up out there, podcast land? Did you did you forget that it was running? Well, I was trying to flip pages, and the, I could hear that we we're running at a time. So I'm I sorry. Like, I got a. I, had to, I didn't even know he started it. Oh, I, the look of trepidation well, and fear on his eyes. All I, of a sudden, yes, that's when I, I really I heard. <laughs> starting today, I was like, no, not yet. Start and the, tomorrow, and the hand got to going over there. Oh, so short circuit under pressure. Wow. Oh. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Can we take a breath now? <laughs> I don't know. Please. <laughs> so Dan's freaking out. He's he's Dan has been literally running around my office <laughs> while me, Mona, Tyler, her son, Nathaniel, we were having a conversation. And Dan's over here going. <laughs> <laughs> he's been very busy. I, I don't think it's because there's a lot to be done. I think it's because I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing after doing this for now going on three years. Uh, yeah, well, but it's not full three years because we started. I mean, yeah, we've had several changes. Of you, I went through listening, and I, I think I pinpoint. I gotta go back one more time and count. I think I found the first time you did the introduction like you do now. Really? Yeah. Where it wasn't like, this is Pastor uh-huh. Hank Meadows, and welcome yeah. to the mosaic yeah. that is Marion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a struggle at, at the beginning, man. That was a struggle. Oh. So how many, how many, how many, how many, how many, how many do you think it was? It was in the 50s. It was in the 50s. It took me that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, think I was really surprised how high the number, but yeah, it was in yeah. the 50s. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, guys, I hope you are enjoying um, the stuff that my man Bean is pushing out. <laughs> No, here you go again. So what he's trying to say? Check out our social media. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Facebook and Instagram. Oh, Dan, I had to, bro. I had to, man. But it has been really, it's been really good. Um. So anyway, if you're still there, <laughs> right? If anyone's still listening, both of you. Uh, oh, no, yeah. no, people, man, our people love us. They know how we are, man. We get about two to three minutes of hilarity, and then we're all we're all business. Mm-hmm. We're all business, mm-hmm. as Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, used to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good podcast. I when get you're that recording. reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, a Miss Mona. Hey, hey. We got the bean of the board over there. Yep, yep. Um. <laughs> And we're in First Peter again today. Again. So, hey, but seriously, on a serious note, Dan, you're doing great with the little clips, man. Yep. Um, check them out at Mosaic Marion. Um, check out the, um, you're doing really good with what you have to work with, with my clips <laughs> for my sermons and stuff. Um, wow. You're doing really good, man. I appreciate Thanks. it so Absolutely. much. So um, yep. we are, we're trying, guys. Um, just want to make sure we get the word out and mm-hmm. get people to listen. Yep. So we're going to read. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna start verse three to give the context of it. Okay. Um, we're in First Peter chapter one. Miss Mona's gonna start at verse three, go, so we can get the whole context and read that um one complete thought. Okay. Um, I'm seriously like really excited about next week. I love that 
passage the next week that we next week we're gonna deal with that. I really love that section of scripture, um, verses ten through ten through twelve, and yeah. so I'm excited about next week. But this week, she's gonna read three through ten. Three through nine. Three through nine. Sorry. All right. In First Peter one, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. All right, let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this time where we can be in your word together. Um, We ask that you remind us to rejoice when we're in your word. This is the good news for a reason, and we just pray that that good news be shared with those who would listen and that lives be changed today through your word. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, so Dan, ah. give us a little recap where we're at from last week. Well, 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 last week we talked about the fact that we are heirs to a treasure that will not perish, a treasure that's in heaven, um, and that we're able to to be those heirs because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. So, hey. Well done. Well done, well done. So I'm really, verse 6 really to me is a contrast. In this you rejoice. So that, that's the reason I had you tie back to what it, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a tire, if you will. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials. Yeah. In all of Scripture, a lot of times we have this concept of trials and rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's because it's we need to be told that and reminded of that because it's not that's not our natural reaction, and it's not um, it's something that we have to work towards to be able to rejoice when we are in the midst of trials because we when we are in the midst of trials, our natural reaction is to complain, to seek ways to get out of it, to but it's just not natural for us to rejoice in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have to be taught to do that and reminded several different by several different people that we need to do that. So what what is a good definition for rejoice then? Is it happiness? It's not happiness. Okay, then what is it? <laughs> Well, you were you were doing great. I really there. I really didn't want to didn't want to step well, in. Well, so I will take this first for instance that because it, what is it saying? It's saying in this you rejoice. What are you rejoicing? You're rejoicing in that inheritance that you have, and so even though you are in the midst of these trials, you are clinging to what is true about your faith and what is true about God and who God is and what he does and that he is good even when our circumstances are not good. Um, and so so you're rejoicing, you're, you are taking joy in those things, um, which it has honestly has nothing to do with happiness. 
because we can be joyful and not be happy because the the joy comes from the Lord and the joy is something that far exceeds our circumstances. Happiness is is happenstance. Right. I mean, you can, as uh, as a phone call can change your whole day. You know, you can be bouncing off the walls happy and then phone call or, or, or doctor's appointment or Mm -hmm. something like that. I really think, what you're saying, and the whole time I'm going, our joy is based upon the end, not the present. Yes. Although you can have that joy in the present because right. of the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And what we read last week is that you can never lose the end. That's right. It's inheritable. It's um, imperishable. It's undefiled. It's unfading. It's all these things. And so my thought, whenever you're talking about joy and you're talking about um, any of these things, my thought to go to James chapter 1, yep. count it all joy. Yep. In other words, figure it up, mm-hmm. do some ciphering, go one plus one is two, two plus two is four, do all your ciphering you want to, but you count it all joy when you face trials. Right. Why? Because it tells us, and it says of various kinds, it says that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. This mm-hmm. is in James chapter one. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. And so what we have here is this picture that what what the enemy wants to use to try to tear us down, to try to destroy us because he wants to come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I'm going to use that to make you a more, a better you because you begin to look and have the character of me, your Savior. Right. Romans 8, 28. Mm-hmm. That's a believer's verse, mm-hmm. not in everybody's right. verse. Right. right. And so he says, what the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, I'm coming so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. And the way to have more abundant life is by one way becoming more like mm-hmm. me, period. Right. Yep. Right. And as you um, read those that, as we were looking at that in James 1 where it says that um, it produces steadfastness, that steadfastness that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And Peter said much the same yeah. in chapter 5, verse 10, where he said, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And that's what where we get our joy, because we know that no matter what we are going through, God is going to do those things for us. Yes. And so that's what we cling to. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, the the only, I keep getting. Dan, the, I can't see you. I know, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, I move the board now. I see this of you. Yeah, I, I see the, the top you part of your head. Short. Uh, yeah. Talk about this later. <laughs> the, uh, no. Um, I keep getting this picture. Uh, you know, you talk about. You think about the old scales that had two sides to it. Mm. On one side, you got the weight of the world. Yeah. And, and if you don't have have that rejoicing, if you don't have God to depend on because you haven't made him the foundation of your life, that weight looks huge. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's all one-sided. The equation is all point to one side, and it's doom and gloom. But God, God yeah. changes the entire equation. You take the heaviest weight you can and put it on there, all of a sudden the weight of the world has gone. Mm-hmm. And so it, the problem isn't that there there's not joy there for everyone. It's that you, you're, you haven't finished the equation. You don't have the other half of it. So all you have is that doom and gloom. And really rejoicing is just having that strength through faith, through knowing the God that you serve, the God you have a relationship with, the God who sent Jesus to save you from hell. 
knowing him so that you have the strength through that faith to hold on and refuse to let go of that eternal hope. And and without knowing that God, the God of, of the universe, you can't you don't have the strength yourself to hold on to that. And that's why people say, "Oh, I lost hope, I lost faith." No, you didn't have it to start with. You had an emotion, you didn't yeah. have that connection to the holy one. Right. Amen. Preach, bro. Preach. <laughs> and so then he goes on, he said so you you might you're rejoice, but then for a little while you've been grieved by these various trials. So that yeah. so we have one mm-hmm. more time uh-huh. another. Okay, here's Nectar let me there. let me give you the reason right, here that right. you're going through this. Right. It's not to do because I'm a mean, wrathful, vengeful God. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something in that. Right. I heard a great sermon this week, and um, they were talking about is God um uh, does he have vengeance? Does he punish sins? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. He does not punish sins. He chastises his children mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they'll be more like him. All the punishment was taken at Calvary. Yes. So we as believers don't face punishment. Yes. We face chastisement, and there's a huge difference, difference uh-huh. in punishment and chastisement. Mm-hmm. And so what we face is chastisement. Some of these trials... They come about because we mess up, right? Or God is allowing it, and maybe like with Job, He says, "Have you considered my right. servant Mona?" Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never think about things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you considered my servant Dan mm-hmm. because he wants to do something in mm-hmm. your life? Right. Maybe I don't know. I'm not on that committee. Right. But what He does is, it does it to test the genuineness of your faith. Yep. Holy moly. Yep. It's showing the authenticity of your faith. Mm -hmm. Every trial, every tribulation, every hardship, every difficulty, everything that comes in your life is not to punish you and be mean to you because we serve a mean God. It's from a loving God who has allowed it to make you more like him. Yes, Mm -hmm. right. To show everybody Mm -hmm. you're one of mine. Including yourself. Including Including yourself. Including yourself. Mm -hmm. What is man's chief end? Right. To glorify God. Mm-hmm. That's what all these trials. Are. So I don't know who we're talking to today. I don't know who's hearing this, that maybe you're in the deepest, darkest, yep. dirtiest, dankest, deadliest. Ran out of D words. Yep. <laughs> well, say that. that alliteration ran, ran out of D words that I can say on air. <laughs> Valley of your life. <laughs> God is doing something. There's the joy. Yes, right. There's the joy in the midst of it. You may not ever get any more joy other than that going, I know, according to Romans 8, that the sufferings of this day are not to be compared with the joy Mm -hmm. and the glory brought forth in me at the end. But it's now God's doing a work. And it's the same verse, by the way. It's literally, when I was looking it up before we got started, the literally, basically, James chapter 1, verse 3, for that you know that the testing of your faith produces, produces steadfastness. It's basically the same in the Greek when it says here, testing the genuineness of your faith. It's the same words, same words. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat some of your own words back to you. I remember... Um, and I, I've heard from other pastors, but I think the the most recent I've heard is from you. The, is this picture of the um, 
uh, of fine metals being refined through fire. Yep. And I love that because why why are they being refined to get the impurities out and to prepare them for their use? So it, you know, a lot of these valleys aren't just there's a testing, but it, at the end of that testing, you come out different than you went in, oh, wow. and and you should should come out more prepared to to carry out God's will in your life. Um, the second thing I had this this is so weird. I you know how I am. I don't plan ahead, so I was I was no, thinking of this before I before I actually thought of the passage we were covering today. I was thinking about this on the way over here. Wait a minute, oh, did he just say I thought about this before I thought about this? <laughs> I thought of, I thought about what I'm getting ready to say before I knew before I realized what passage we were covering. Okay, okay, there we go. Oh, um, no, gotcha. we we talk and you know we we have different words for it. It comes and goes kind of in, in the culture around around the church, but um, a lot of people use the term seasons a lot now. We we use that for a period of time, but so often we think of that as a short period of time. This season of suffering that that we talk about, our season of testing, that may be your entirety on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's still just a short time. Yeah, right. compared to eternity, right. right? And so we we have to have that that mindset and that um, what's the word? That perspective that you know. And I love it. I'll I'll always remember this. I've got written down somewhere <laughs> what you talked about um, a few podcasts ago. That you know we always want to say, well, you know, God will take this the the pain away, the cancer away. He'll do this, but He may not. He may not. Right? Yeah. And that's okay because, again, this is the difference in happiness and rejoicing. We know what's after this life, even if this entire life is suffering, we know we'll be rejoicing. And let me say this. People say all the time, well, you guys want to be Christianity. Y'all just want a crutch. Oh, that's a great crutch. You yeah. may suffer with cancer or you may yeah. suffer with whatever debilitating. And he may choose not to take it away. And it may not, he may not take it away. Right. And you may not get it until. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody been beat with that crutch. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yep. So, but look at what it says in this. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no. I think what you're where you're going. So it says that the test of the genuineness of your faith. I love this. I love this. I love this. More precious than gold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your faith is more precious than gold. Right. Gold is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and it and it even says here that precious than gold that perishes, and and so that links back to what all that we talked about last week about our inherent our inheritance that mm-hmm. is imperishable and undefiled and unfading, whereas gold is all of those things. Yeah. And it seems like it's the most precious thing for us here. I mean, it's called and a now. precious metal, right? Right. But the reality is that it doesn't even compare to what we will receive in heaven and to to the value of our faith now. Yeah. Doesn't compare. I mean, think about what it just says, though. Your faith is more, pre- because your faith is everlasting, it goes back to what you said, your faith is eternal. Yep. Your faith is, is that thing in you that has been given over to a Jesus Christ Savior that died for you. Your faith in Jesus is what has saved you. Right. Yeah, it's the blood of Jesus, but it's you right. saying yes, yes to the gospel. Right. You have to, yep. And that pr- faith is precious <laughs> when it gets down to it because it's, I can't think of the word. It's its the, it's so godly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a gift from God. Yeah. And so 
Right. And so when you... Found it in grace. <laughs> right. Oof, that's good. Yep, right. Well, and also when it talks about um, that faith being tested by fire, like Dan was talking about the gold being tested by fire, I think that I'm right on this, that they continue to put it in the fire for the dross... For the for the dross to be pulled out until when do they know that they're they done? They see their reflection, right? Mm. And so, isn't that exactly what Jesus is doing for us? Yeah. And so, what happens though? And I don't know if you said the exact words. The fire gets hotter yeah. and hotter and hotter right. and hotter. That's the only way to get some of those stinking some of the- sorry. <clears throat> Stupid <laughs> sins out. Right. It's to get the valley deeper and yeah. deeper mm-hmm. and and darker and right. darker. Right. But I'm going to go back again. I love this is go one, for of, it. one of my favorite verses is that. <clears throat> but when you are experiencing that and when you are suffering to remember that God is going to restore, confirm, strengthen and establish. Mm-hmm. So and as you were talking earlier, also um, thinking about. You know, some people say, well, there is a reason for this to happen. But really what it is, is that God has a purpose, yeah. which we've been talking about. That The purpose is so that we would become more like Christ. Yeah. The purpose is so for our sanctification. Um, the purpose is so that we have that faith that will that is far worth far more than gold. What the enemy means for evil. Yes. God means for good. Right. Every time. Right. Every time. Think about that. And and we're so worried about our circumstances. What's and, the word about? Give me out, give me out, give me out. Well, right. And <laughs> I sort of made one lady a little concerned about me because she had a brain tumor. And I said, I, I just, I didn't, I, I, yes, I was praying for her to be healed. But more than that, I wanted her to be able to rejoice in the fact that, that of who she was in God during that difficult circumstances. It's perspective. Right. Let's just be honest. It's perspective. Right. right. Well, and it, it's just, we do this so often, and this is per example, of, you know, we just got done saying that this this fire, this valley, however you want to refer to it, is is to grow that faith, to, to refine, to remove the impurities, and, and really, you know, come out, stronger in that faith but we'll say no i'm good just give me the give me the comfort mm-hmm. give me the comfort give me that give me that gold that's going to to perish at some point because i want that now and and so often this results in people saying well you must serve a mean god he's letting us go through this no it's just that he has the perspective that we should all have he has that eternal perspective that you know what the discomfort for this doesn't matter because again go back to the same thing what you're going to have for eternity. Yep. Right. And so we, we get so confused and we're like, well, I just wish he'd give me comfort now. Why would you substitute that for something that's going to last for all of eternity? Right. I think I may have the most theological statement I've ever made. <laughs> really? Here we go. So we're ready. Back down the hatches. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> you ready? Ready. God knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. Here, here. <laughs> I mean, God knows what he's doing. Right. He knows the areas that Hank has to be, yeah. <clears throat> that has to be dealt with in Hank's life, mm-hmm. and so my valleys are going to deal with that. My valleys are going to are going to do things to put me in places that I can't rely on anybody but Him. Mm-hmm. 
because he will show me who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. Go on. You're about to say something. <laughs> well, it just, when you say that, then it just makes me, the only thing that I can say into this mic is that that's why you have to know God. Yeah. That's why you have to know his goodness, his love, his sovereignty, his, um, it, you have to know him because otherwise you won't be able to trust him. Why was Job able to let God be God? Because he knew God. And so if you don't know God, if you're still struggling with, do I really believe that God is good? Then when something happens, you're not going to be able to cling to that. No. But if you come to a full understanding that God is good and God is sovereign, then when you are in that valley, you can hold on to that and not let go. I had a thought and, and it, it takes every resource I have to form it. Um, no, but, but you know, if that's true, then the opposite is true. If you, if you'll put your faith in old Sally Sue down the street right. to tell you how to, how you ought to live your life, but you say, I can't trust my life with God. Who are you more closely tied to yep. right. the worldly or God's holy? And by the way, and if you, it, the great picture is to me, I was thinking when you were talking to, mm-hmm. so if I'm trying to hold on to things of this world, it's like me, you, you guys ever, been in the ocean or water and you just tried to grab it and mm-hmm. it, it, you never grab right. it. But here's what I can tell you through the valleys I've been through. Mm. When I grab hold to the hem of the garment yeah. of Jesus Christ yeah. and I grab hold to the faith found in him, brother, I've got something. There's a reason why you call him the rock. Exactly. I've yeah. got an anchor for my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The darkest day of my absolute life yep. was the day my daddy died. Yep. Yep. And about 4 a.m., I finally got around to coming around to grabbing the hem of the garment mm-hmm. through his written word and his inspired mm-hmm. word, his inerrant word. And friends, let me tell you something. The faith i found right then don't tell me it was a lie don't tell me it was Absolutely. a crutch it was right. the only thing that got me through that yes. night yes yep. everything else i had tried to grab that whole day mm-hmm. was grabbing water and yep. trying to get a fistful of water and you grab nothing I, I tried this and i tried that and i tried this and i tried that nothing yes but grabbing hold to the hem of the garment and having grabbing hold to that faith yep. got me through my darkest hour Absolutely. Right. yep yep right here and it's right in his written word. Mm-hmm. He, that's what he says he wants to do. How much time we got? Five minutes. Okay. <laughs> and then and then it just says it. I'm on more quickly because I want us to get next week to where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it says, so that we may vow to, to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation. So it's, I, you know, I'm called a Baptecostal a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Boy, I'm just straight telling you. I can't wait to see some of these prim and proper <laughs> believers when they first see Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a spell. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, what took you so long? <laughs> I don't know if God let sarcasm be there. Because can you imagine that first moment when we see Jesus? I mean, no, I can't. I, I'm shaking my head yes, but no. Oh, you're sitting no, there going, I'm going, he's lying. I know, no, no. no I, I mean... I just mean, yeah, wow. That's. Yeah. I know it's not the context <laughs> of it, but every eyes eyes not seen, ears not heard. The thing, it's going to be. But here's what we do know about it: it's going to result in praise and glory, yes, and honor. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're you're not gonna be like, wow, we boys. <laughs> but what does it, it say? Something. <laughs> but that that praise and glory and honor is linked to yep. your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you. If your faith hasn't been found to be genuine, then you won't mm-hmm. praise and honor and give glory to Jesus when you see him. Let's just just take this in. Just take it in. Mm-hmm. 
though you have not seen him, mm. you love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. I'm about to cry. I know. I'm just like, though you do not see him, you believe in him. Yep. And rejoice rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Mm-hmm. He inhabits our praise, y'all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go to the psalmist. The psalmist says that he inhabits, and, and I think the writer of Hebrews says it, he inhabits mm-hmm. our praise. And then he says this, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Not salvation. That's just the culmination of our faith. And the salvation it's speaking of is our glorification yeah. When we're in heaven with him, we see him face to face and we'll be like him because we'll see him as he truly is. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Though we have not seen him, we love him. Yep. Though we have not seen him, we believe in him. Yes. Here's one thing I know in my life. I know Jesus is real. Yep. And I believe in him. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I will go to my grave putting him first as much as I can. I'm a human. I fall short. Yep. Same. But I'm going to believe in him until the day I die, and then I'm going to spend eternity with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. What a thought. Yep. Anything else? Big thought? <laughs> that was my big How thought. How do we follow after that? Was that was my big thought. <laughs> <laughs> How do we follow after that? I don't know. Well, okay. I'll I'll stumble through one while Mona gets her thoughts here. No, mine is just, you know... Trust him. You, you, you. So often we trust our lives to, to so many things of this world. And, and let's be honest, I can't guarantee I've got ten more seconds on this earth. <laughs> I can't. And there, oh boy, that'd be something on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, uh, the one week I don't have video on me. No, um, but, but really, we, we say, well, you know, I'll, I've got my plans. Your plans could end ten seconds. Yeah. Tonight. Trust the one who knows the plan, who created the plan for your life through eternity. Stop trusting yourself when you can't guarantee a thing. That's what I got. That's what you got. That's not right. <laughs> um, you I was you're look- not right. No, uh, I, that's what I heard. No, what I was I'm looking at was not right. Do you need... No, your, your she was looking here. over here and she said, what I'm looking at is not right. That's not true. I was looking at my Bible. I mean, do you need your biblicist to give you the verse? No, I I had a verse I was looking at, but I apparently can't read John or Luke. I, I mean, you should, you should let me know. I can tell you where it's at. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking for. Okay, then that's a problem. <laughs> Just, this is only a 30 minutes. <laughs> Here it is. I found it. In John 20, verse 29, when Jesus said, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet Mm. have believed. That's what I was trying to find. Um, And so as Peter spoke about that, that that's what we need to do. We need to believe and love him even though we haven't seen him because someday we will see him and our faith will be um, made complete. When we do that, and we will live by sight. Yes, you know eternity is a long time. Mm-hmm. Here's mine. I want to be. I think it was Polycarp that said it. I think he's been so good to me all these years. How mm-hmm. could I not stay faithful to him now? Amen. He said that as they were tying him to a stake to burn him alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They said all you gotta do is renounce your faith. Right. We'll let you go. 
Don't tell me it's not real. That's right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this precious faith. Thank you for a faith that endures and a faith that is more precious than gold. God, we look to you in all of our lives and with all of our being to be the Lord and Savior of our life. God, thank you for this time. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. I am Hank Menace, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. I got my main man, Bean of the Board, over there. Yep, yep. And that's it for today, y'all. Bye, y'all.